Wait, I'm going to interrupt you again. I forgot to press record again. <laughs> this is me all over, it's fine. honestly. It's fine. No, do you know what? This is actually putting me at ease. This is like, this is my style, like, absolutely fine. So, go on. God, I could see that happening, by the way. I could I'm see that happening. I'm sweating. No, 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 it's fine. Honestly, I'm, the, I'm like ADHD, the perfect person to do these sorts of things with. Lovely. Well, at least I realise now, before, like, we're, you know... 45 minutes in and 100% okay yeah okay we're back in the room <laughs> third time lucky guys yes. we're back <laughs> Sophie okay hi this is the first time I've seen you today oh my gosh how are you <laughs> um Sophie thank you so much for joining me onto the podcast guys today <laughs> I've lost my train of thought now I literally you'd think it'd roll off the tongue after the fifth time Today we are going to be talking about food and our relationship with food and how that can negatively impact us mentally as much as physically. Sophie, mm. <laughs> fourth Hi. time. Hi, I'm really <laughs> grateful that you reached out and said that you were happy to have this conversation with me because, mm. yeah, like I said, there's so much shame around this topic. At least if no one else resonates with us, at least I feel like there's me and you, right? Someone, um, yeah, exactly, which is. is so important. It's so important. It's, I just, right, okay, before blah, 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 I'm losing my brain, um, tell us about you, Sophie. Hi. Okay, <laughs> third time lucky. So my name is Sophie. I am new to motherhood. I have got a lovely little girl called Mila who is amazing, exhausting, adventurous, confusing, happy, sad, every emotion there is. So I'm currently on maternity leave. I've worked in events for years, um, music events specifically. Um, I lived in Ibiza for years where I worked for a huge beach club there, put on events back to back um, seven days a week, an amazing club, very exhausting. However, motherhood makes it look like an actual walk in the park. <laughs> um, and yeah, and I'm currently on maternity leave for my job in London, um, in which I'm still in events and I work for some very well-known radio stations however I am now in Malta because I thought motherhood wasn't hard enough so let's just leave the country and set up shop in Malta because my partner works in the film industry so we're here temporarily so yeah currently in a hotel room waiting for an apartment so fun 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 really gosh how long are you going to be in Malta for do you know well up to potentially around June uh, maybe longer so not too long however <laughs> with a add a baby into the mix and it is it's been amazing it's been amazing bonding for all of us because the distractions of home life aren't there however also you know challenging um yeah because you haven't got your safety nets yeah there's something to be said for, you know, as much as obviously, yeah, doing laundry. I mean, obviously you still have laundry to do, um, I can imagine. But even just general, you know, I don't know, stuff. Yeah. When you're at home, you do feel like there's always stuff to do. And when you're away, mm -hmm. you don't feel like that. But there's also something to be said for just the comfort of your own home, physically 100%. and mentally. Definitely. And just the knowing where everything is, mm. you know. I mean, on the laundry, just going back to that, I haven't been doing laundry. It's brilliant. I don't have to wash the clothes. <laughs> the bed is made. So, you know, there is pros and cons <laughs> to the situation. Let's I might move to Malta myself. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, no housework. And you would be 
so surprised at how much time that really frees up. And actually, it's been amazing bonding time. And even when Andrew gets home in the evening, we're just all in this one room. She's absolutely loving it. We are like, no, we need an apartment. But yeah. she is like, this is brilliant. You know, she knows London wiser. Do you not feel claustrophobic, like just in your hotel room? Yeah, well, do you know what? I did feel very claustrophobic. Like I, I started off feeling very claustrophobic. However, you've just got to, I just surrendered to the situation after a while. Mm. I stopped trying to force the situation and I just was like, okay, universe, <laughs> this is the situation. And I just, I've started to just call areas in the front room, like the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> Which is actually a sterilizer with a kettle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna wander off to my kitchen. <laughs> Andrew was like, "This is so tragic of us." <laughs> but no, an apartment is out there, and you know we are going to be moving, and then it will be a whole different, you know, experience. <laughs> I'm just having a knock at the door, an absolute classic. Um, hang on. Please. Well, you are getting a very accurate description of me. <laughs> Perfect. This sits so comfortably with me. You know, I've just said my kitchen sterilizer and a kettle, so absolutely fine. Oh, my goodness. Um, To be fair, bless, it's my mum, some flowers, uh, because... I'm in a oh. I'm in a low phase of riding the wave mentally. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Bless her. So I think she's just sent me some some flowers. But Sorry, it... mums are actually the best. Like they are a godsend. Like I just don't ever want my mum to leave my side. Like she bought actually brought me fruit before this happened because she's here visiting. I hadn't really even eaten before the call. If I wouldn't have because I didn't have time. So okay. anyway. Yeah, no, and I find I have so much, not that I didn't respect my mum before, but yeah. now I really, really respect yeah. my mum. I, I, I also owe her so many apologies. Yeah, I'm like, sorry about that. <laughs> I'm really sorry about that. <laughs> I'm sorry I was a dick when I was like yeah, 13. Yeah. <laughs> I know, and where I've got a little girl, I'm like, oh, please don't be like me when I was younger. Please don't grow into me. <laughs> I was an absolute terror child and I'm just terrified that she's going to be like me. <laughs> same, same. Uh, anyway, fingers crossed, touch wood, you know, we'll oh, see yeah. how they turn out. Right, Um. let's get into the nitty gritty. So yeah. food, our relationship with food. Do you want to start telling me about your journey or I can start yeah. or whatever? Okay, should I give a go bit on. of background? Yeah, you go. Okay, so food... <laughs> It's a love-hate relationship, and it always has been. When I was younger, and when I say younger, I'd say early 20s, I actually developed a very bad relationship with food without actually even realising it was happening until it was really bad, if that makes sense. I think maybe through going through a bad relationship, and just another, you know, regardless to why, but just a few, you know, a few different things that maybe got me to that point. However, funnily enough, as this bad relationship with food was happening, people would say to me, oh, you look, oh, you look like you've lost weight. Everyone's so obsessed, you know, not just with women, men as well, but people are very much obsessed about weight. And, you know, it's a good thing that you've lost. Oh, you look like you've lost weight. You know, you would never say to someone, you look like you've put on weight. You just wouldn't. I think I became sort of addicted to, to people saying how, you know, oh, you look really slim. And, and I don't know why, but I feel like that over the years just 
just happened. So anyway, moving on, by the time I was in my 30s, I think my relationship with food has got better, definitely. Like, you know, I was able to enjoy food. I didn't restrict myself as much. However, there's always an internal voice going on judging me mm-hmm. or, or trying to restrict what I'm eating. Yeah. Um, Can I ask how, how did it like, how did it physically show up, you know, your relationship yeah. with food? Like if you're happy to tell us what you would do or wouldn't do, you know, in terms of, in terms of food. So when things were really bad, I think it was a matter of having actually no control over my the way that I responded to food. So it would be like just eating so much because it's I couldn't relax. I cannot I still I still have like elements of that like food burning and an actual hole in your head. Like if there's a bit a pack of biscuits in the house, like I can't relax. Like my mind is on those biscuits. Yeah. And the moment I open them, I'm eating the whole pack. Like I'm not, I'm I not. I don't understand. <laughs> no, I don't understand. My partner will happily just have one or two biscuits. And I know sometimes I feel like I, I feel really stupid, but it it's like something bigger than me. I, yes. I cannot, I cannot leave one biscuit. No, no. In fact, I want to eat it so it's gone. You know, yes. you know this, <laughs> I do this thing where I'm like, just eat it. And then it's out of your life move on with your life but then Um, then you buy another packet and then the whole thing happens again (laughs) (laughs) that's exactly it and I think also you know my mum my mum would definitely agree when I said this and she wouldn't you know she wouldn't mind me talking about it but she would always she has got a massive sweet tooth she's equally can't control herself around food so Growing up, it'd always be, oh, we, uh, you know, I can't have that in the house. No, we can't buy any of that food and put it in the house because I'll eat it all. Mm. And I think that I've just totally adopted that approach to food of like constantly battling with eating it all and then just, no, I'm not having any any of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that sort of, in a very small nutshell, you know, my relationship with food and it has developed, but that is the theme that runs throughout it, I'd say. So you were saying it started to get better in your 30s? Yes. Yeah, so I think what happened is it was really, really bad when I was really young because I felt like I was a big girl when I was younger. So I think I was still, which looking back, I wasn't any, I was when I was a child, but that had, I wasn't that person anymore, but I couldn't shift that perspective of myself. So I always saw myself as the big girl. I wasn't, I wasn't the big girl, but that's how I perceived myself. And so I think that I just tormented myself for a long time. Now, when I say it got better, what happened was I started to go to the gym. I had a bad relationship, a number of bad relationships, (laughs) but this was like (laughs) late (laughs) 20s. (laughs) All bad relationships besides the one I've got now, who's amazing. (laughs) That bad relationship. Anyway, um, so I had another bad relationship and then I started to go to the gym, which was like this whole new therapy that I had never had before. Obviously, I work in the music industry. I grew up going to parties, festivals. That is my passion, music, you know, etc. So I spent a lot of my time at parties, which, as you can imagine, for your mental health, really isn't that great at times. So, yeah. When I started going to the gym when I was about 26, 27, I realized that actually it's about being healthy. It's about feeling good. It's not about the way, just the way you look or restricting yourself or not being happy in the way that you're doing something. So, you know, I think I balanced out the unhealthy attitude by working on my body, but for my mind, it wasn't 
it wasn't even necessarily to change anything. It was just to feel good in my body. And I think that when I started to do that, I started to be okay with like, you know, I can eat that and I can enjoy this. And I think slowly but surely it's got better than when I was definitely got better than when I was 20 years old, a hundred percent, which I'd only eat like cucumber and hummus for lunch. That those days are over. <laughs> <laughs> I think about those days and I think, who was that? Like, <laughs> yeah, same. Um, yeah. So I am going to share my journey with you mm. um, a little bit and then we'll get deeper into the topic. Yeah. I very similarly to you got, I guess, somewhat addicted to people saying, oh, you've lost weight. And mm. exactly like you say, people say it in a positive way. Mm. And it feels like a compliment. And who doesn't want to receive a compliment, right? And then same became obsessed with, I couldn't find a balance between, I just couldn't find a balance. So I would eat and eat and eat and then not eat. And mm. then I also went through a phase of eating a little bit and then going to the gym to like burn it off. As if, yes. as if I didn't need calories to to just be right I would yes. be mindful and be like right I ate so and so calories so at the gym I should burn so and so calories and I also think I wasn't I was chubby-ish you know in my like early teens I don't know 12 or something um and I think that stuck with me as well mm. and I don't know about you I cannot not finish my plate and I just remember as a kid, you know, you weren't allowed to have pudding if you didn't finish your plate. Or even mm. you just had to, like my mom, my parents, even my grandparents would say to me, you need to finish your plate. And mm. that is something I'm really mindful. And we'll get onto the topic of like, you know, children and stuff in a mm. second. But that's something that I'm really mindful with my little girl. As soon as she shakes her head and says, no, she doesn't want any more. Fine. Yeah. Fine. Definitely. Because it's so like, and again, it's it's annoying because I feel stupid. I feel so stupid that I can't realize that I'm full when there's something yeah. like. Do you know? I, yeah. I feel like, I, but this I, is I this is the problem. Do you know what I heard this once, and it's so true. Like as a society, obviously generalizing here, like you say, kids are told you you have to finish that plate, especially when we were younger. That was very normal. Now people are probably a lot more educated on this sort of subject, but you're teaching kids that they don't know when they're full like they're saying to you I'm full and you're saying no you're not you you have to finish the plate and it's like and that goes into adulthood mm. where we don't know when we we can't tell when we're full our, our being full is feeling sick yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah so I, I totally get that and also I think something I'm not the best at doing this and I'm trying to be better but you know sometimes when we're out Isla will play up she'll be a bit aggy and admittedly my instinct is to give her some food to shut her up oh 100 yeah and that's so bad because I'm like how does that end how does that end because it's such a good tool yeah and it's <laughs> so hard and now don't get me wrong I do still do it sometimes but mm. I try so hard to not do that because I know yeah. that no matter what it is, if I'm having a bad day, what's my comfort? Food. If I've, if yeah. I've had a really good day, what's my reward? Food. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. Exact. I thought this the other day, but then you're doing that. You're, you're putting that on them already, like at that age, which which is why we are like this now. Yeah. So it's like, it's scary, really. <laughs> it's scary being a mom. Be a good girl and you can have a cookie. Yeah. <laughs> what <laughs> what it's so true it's so true I admittedly similar to you in my 
late 20s. I'm 32 now. I have learned to be able to enjoy movement, exercise, working out, whatever it may be. Yeah. Because I really do notice the benefits for my mental health. But I do think I can't, I'm sorry, I can't help but feel good when I notice physical changes. A hundred, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Yeah, no, of course. But that's the thing. But that's like ingrained into to me. Like, mm-hmm. you know, obviously I can only speak about me, but that is ingrained into me. And being pregnant, weirdly enough, I didn't have an issue with my body. I was like, well, obviously I'm pregnant. Like that was why I'm pregnant. And, and also I sort of, weirdly enough, I actually had a really good pregnancy, number one. I didn't get any morning sickness. I didn't get anything like that. I exercised throughout my pregnancy, not intensely, don't get me wrong. As I got bigger, I adapted my exercises. I adapted the time I exercised. And actually, she came at 37 weeks. And I think I stopped exercising around 35 weeks because I got sciatica. So that side of things, I, I kept that going. Which, can I just say, when I exercise now, I think to myself, like... You do, you haven't exercised until you've exercised pregnant. Like, it's just <laughs> pointless. But it feels pointless. Obviously, I'm not saying it is. Yeah, yeah. But then I had a baby and then I thought, no, that's not true. I take that statement. You haven't exercised until you've tried to exercise yeah. while having a baby. Yeah. Also, my partner used to make fun of me all the time because I used to do loads of, like, YouTube, yeah. you know, workout videos. Yeah. And um, most of them... <laughs> I'm just like <laughs> crab walking from one side of my mat to the other side. <laughs> so, it's so true. And, or like, no, the one one thing that I used to do, like a lot of them were like punches because obviously it's fine. Your arm. So I'd be like, Andrew, you'd leave the room, and I'd be like, because <laughs> I do home workouts. Because by the time I got so big, I'd do it at home. I just thought, what is the point yeah, of waddling yeah, yeah. around the gym? Yeah, it's yeah. embarrassing. No, but I was exactly the same as you. I think it's the only time I could, I feel like I can honestly say that my pregnancy, I did get a little bit of morning sickness, not really morning sickness, just like constant nausea in my first trimester. But once I got into second trimester, I genuinely, I felt so great. And I can honestly say that I think it's the first time in my life where I feel like I had a genuine balance in terms of food and movement. I don't know if it's because I was pregnant or there is like, if you've been pregnant, you'll know you can be more lenient because it doesn't, it doesn't show yes, up. Yes, <laughs> and I yes. feel bad at like admitting that, but you know, I think about having a donut because it might bloat me or do you know the calories yeah, yeah. in your pregnant body, in your pregnant body. Oh you don't, no one, no one fucking knows. <laughs> this is so funny you say this because I can relate so much. We went to Croatia and I think off the top of my head, I must have been about five, six months pregnant. So it's when you're sort of, you're starting to, you're you're showing, but you're not like huge. Like if someone looked at you from the wrong angle, you could just look like. You've had a big curry the night before. Yeah, exactly that. (laughs) So exactly that. So we had a, uh, we went to a hotel and we had breakfast included. We'd done a different type of holiday because I was six months pregnant and we thought, let's just chill, which we never do. So anyway, we had a breakfast buffet. (laughs) I honestly, I'm not even joking. I it was the best time of my day. I have never enjoyed a breakfast buffet like that. It made me look pregnant so that I'd like eat the pancakes, eat everything. And then I'd walk out and be like, let's go and sit by the pool. Yeah. Like, I actually look pregnant, like more pregnant. Mm-hmm. And I feel good. It was great. Like, yeah. it was great. I also think, I don't know if you felt this, but I felt like it wasn't just... 
I needed to take care of myself. And when I say that, I mean, you know, with food, like, yeah, the yeah. problem is, is that unlike drugs, food is addictive, right? And yeah. drugs, you actually need it to live. Yeah. <laughs> you can't just be like, right, I'm gonna, you know, cut that out completely. I'm never yeah. gonna eat again. You need it. And so if yeah. you don't have that sort of good relationship where you, if you don't know where the barriers are, again, I feel so stupid, but it, it's so hard to know when to stop or start sometimes. Yes. But I feel like when I was pregnant, it's almost like it wasn't just my body. And so there was mm. something bigger than me. I don't even know. I don't even feel like I thought about it. I wasn't like, oh, I shouldn't eat this or, oh, I should eat that or, oh, I should take care of myself and my relationship with food because I've been pregnant. I didn't even think about it. It just sort of happened. And mm. yeah, I felt, I also felt so good pregnant. I will say I had an awful experience though with the NHS. I I spoke to my GP. I had a little bit of prenatal depression and yeah. I think it was just, it was lockdown. It was winter. Um, yeah, it just, it was, <laughs> I think a lot of people were struggling with that at that time. Yeah, exactly. So if I'm completely honest, maybe it was prenatal depression. Maybe it was just just life, life you know, at that time. Yeah. But I spoke to spoke to my GP and then she asked me, you know, do you suffer with anxiety, depression, any other issues you think may be relevant? And I mentioned because I'm a first time mom, you know, it was my first pregnancy. I thought, okay, I'm going to mention everything that I think might be relevant. And I admitted that I've struggled with my relationship with food. And at the time I was still in my first trimester where I was struggling with, you know, nausea and stuff. And the best thing for nausea is actually to eat. And yeah, I was struggling with that because my brain was telling me, Magli, you're eating too much. I wasn't yet in the good part of my pregnancy. And my brain was like, you shouldn't be eating this much. It's not good for you. You're going to put on mm. weight. I hadn't yet got into the like, you know, oh no, I'm pregnant. Pre yeah, exactly. yeah, the weight's coming, it's fine. And so I admittedly was starting to feel a little bit anxious about that. And so I spoke to my GP about it. And then oh, I felt so frustrated because they literally made me feel like I shouldn't be pregnant. They sent me or they referred me and then I refused because I felt like I did have a handle on it. I wasn't like making myself sick. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I wasn't yeah, yeah, putting yeah. the baby yeah. at home. I was just expressing that I felt like I had some anxious thoughts about eating a little bit too much and blah, blah. But that wasn't even the only thing, but it's what they focused on. And I understand because yeah. for them it's a red flag because women do have, you know, yeah. such bad relationships with food that sometimes they don't eat at all or they make themselves sick. And like, you know, if that's yeah. you listening, that's okay. No judgment. Um, mm. It wasn't where I was at. And so I didn't feel like they needed to put so much attention onto that. They referred me to um, a specialist. And then the person would literally ring me every week being like, are you putting your baby at risk? Are you harming your baby by making yourself Honestly. sick? And I was like, no. But this is, the th <sighs> this is the thing that upsets me though, because it number one, obviously it's a box. They've just been like, right, let mm -hmm. me put you in this box because mm -hmm. this box makes us feel comfortable mm -hmm. because, you know, where else do we put you? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and this is the route that you'll go down. But also it's one of the reasons why I sort of like myself have questioned, do I say anything to a doctor? Do I not say anything? I don't want to them get painted with that brush when actually it's just a thought and they're gonna and I think that that's that's actually an issue okay. um and then also even just you know I had a lot of things go wrong but I'm not going to get into that in um, because it's just yeah there's a lot but basically I did when I was younger go to the doctor about my eating issues and I explained this situation 
Um, and I said, look, I think I need someone to speak to because at that point, like I said, it was bad when I was in my early 20s and he dismissed me. Like he didn't do anything for me and then six months later I had got 10 it had got 10 times worse 10 times worse and actually I went in and, and kicked up a massive fuss and then he was like okay you can speak to a therapist about this mm. because I'd gone in there and called him out and said like you actually ignored me when I said that to you he ignored me he literally mm. was like this makes me feel uncomfortable yeah. so I'm not going to speak about it but I'm I am talking you know 15 years ago that is really really upsetting <laughs> Oh, what the hell? That really is horrible. Sorry. <laughs> it's actually 14. Let's take a year. Yeah. <laughs> Awful. Anyway, um, but yeah, that, so I do, I, I can definitely relate to that. And actually, I felt embarrassed after because I thought, he, he, I mean, obviously it's different. He totally ignored me, but I felt like, oh, how embarrassing that I've gone. I do, who do you speak to about? Do you speak to? Obviously, you don't speak to a doctor about that. Yeah, so I, yeah it's crazy. You know, it feels like. I do think relationship with food and I think there's a fine line because I don't know did I do I have an eating disorder honestly I'm not sure yeah. I don't whether I'm in denial or whether this is genuinely what mm. it's like for me I feel like I'm not in that bracket it's just a, a bad relationship with food where sometimes I overeat and sometimes I undereat and you know sometimes mm. I exercise and you know too much or not enough and blah 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 um mm. But I feel like, you know, this bracket of eating disorders, I don't know whether I should put myself in it because one, I don't, I don't really relate. Well, I do relate, but I haven't acted on, on yeah, that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, I don't want to diminish what they're feeling because physically that is 10 times worse than what I'm experiencing, if that makes sense. Yeah, it, it does make, it does make sense. I think that, I think it's, you don't have to label yourself anything yeah. that you don't want to label yourself and I think that it just is what it is mm. like it is what it is and it's and it's because of a number of different things it's does it still live in my head and rear its yeah definitely you know do I listen to it no I don't listen to it <laughs> every now and again I'll have a conversation with it yeah. and I you know like if I eat like really bad as a lot of people might do they might sit there and be like I shouldn't be mm -hmm. really okay right I'm gonna wake up new day I'm gonna go to the gym I'm just gonna eat like you know and, you, and then you sort of like plan your week ahead mm -hmm. of how you might be I do that mm -hmm. but I've learned to enjoy food I think that's so important like to actually and I think sometimes I enjoy it a bit too much now actually to be honest. <laughs> no but I agree I think there's saying I've learned to enjoy food I agree as an overall art do you know what yeah. I mean the yeah, general yeah, yeah, yeah. consensus is yeah. I have learned to enjoy food however yeah. admittedly I have days or weeks or phases in that general consensus yeah. where I dip a hundred percent and if I if someone said to me at the beginning of every day Sophie tick the box of what you want to eat that day mm -hmm. I would eat the healthy option yeah. out you know as a decision that I'm making however in the moment when I walk past the delicious burger you know, <laughs> I'm like actually I don't want to do that today, you know, yeah. so it, it, it just depends. And I think actually with having um, a newborn, I'm calling Mina a newborn. She's about 13 weeks. I don't actually know. That's still, is she still a newborn? Cause I, I don't know. Um, if I'm completely honest, sometimes I called the GP the other day for Isla and she's, like I said, 16 months. And I called her a new, I said, oh, I'm just calling <laughs> for my newborn. She was like, how old is she? And I was like, 16 months. 18. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, mine's, yeah so mine's an actual toddler apparently now, which is fucking weird. Yeah. Oh. 
So I think with having, a, this is a thing I found, with having a newborn, I am very impatient. So my body, I wanted to be impatient and I, I'm going to be honest about that. And I'm embarrassed about it. I was like, right, okay, pregnancy over. Let's just, and no, that's not the case. Like, and actually I realised you need to slow down, like, and be nice to yourself. I'd had a C-section. So, you know, for six weeks, they basically said, don't exercise and don't drive a car. Bye. I was like, cool. How long for six weeks? Okay, what do I do after the six yeah. weeks? Like, I plan to go to like intense in my mind while I'm sitting there breastfeeding, exhausted. I'm like, when the six weeks is over, I'm just <laughs> back to the gym. I'm going to a CrossFit class. No, no. <laughs> There's no information about how yeah. to actually safely get back into exercise after having, I don't know about pregnancy, uh, like a normal, normal birth, but I mean, about a C-section, there's no, you, I had to do research. And then when I started doing research, I was like, oh, wow, I'm so stupid. They were like, okay, so after six weeks, if you just do like resistance, like or walk down the street, you know, that type of exercise. And I was there planning mentally yeah. CrossFit classes. It was like, no, no, no. Yeah. And then I really sort of took a step back then. Yeah, and I also feel like there's not a lot of advice or help or guidance on what your body should look like and what your body yes. is physically going through inside. Um, I did have a vaginal birth, but I think we need guidance for both. What is your, yeah. What is physically happening in the days or weeks preceding the birth of your child in your physical body? Do you know yeah. what I mean? And I 100%. found myself, I was exactly the same. I was like, right, I need to get back to it. My profession, I'm a yoga instructor, right? So mm. I'm in my leggings, in my crop top, in front of people, right? <laughs> I mean, at the risk of sounding like I feel like people ad idolize me. I know that they don't, and I don't want them to. <laughs> I'm not yeah. the person to be idolized. But you, people do to a, look up to you to a certain extent. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. When I'm yeah. teaching them yoga. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I just felt such pressure to, yeah, sort of snap back to my body. And bearing in mind, to a body that I didn't even love pre-pregnancy anyway. Oh, 100%. I felt the most content in my skin when I was pregnant. Yeah. Because I was like, I'm not, you know, I didn't feel judged mm -hmm. on, I felt, you know, I didn't feel judged. I wasn't judging myself, actually. Mm -hmm. When I say yeah. I didn't feel judged, I yes. didn't feel judged by myself. Yes. Like, I was just like, oh, I'm pregnant. You know, yeah. this is, I'm just growing a baby. That's what I'm doing now yeah. for a while. But I did and I'm guilty of battling with who I was going to be after. And what I mean by battling with, I kept saying to my boyfriend, I'm not sure who I'm preparing to be. I don't know how to prepare for this because I don't know who I'm going to be after this. And actually, yes, I've changed in a number of ways in the sense of my priorities have changed. The way I spend my time has changed. You know, the way that I do a lot of, you know, things in terms of looking after Mila have changed and time. But my insecurities, my, you know, the things that inspire me, you know, the way in which I, I want to be successful one day or whatever that is, they're still exactly the same. Mm -hmm. But I now just have a child, mm -hmm. like, as well. So I'm like, oh, so I still want to do all of these things. I still have these insecurities. I'm not all of a sudden this level-headed person that's got a child and just has the answer to questions. That's not... And one of the huge things is I still have the same internal chatter about food, which I now 
do not want to put on this little person. And so that's one thing that I I have to be really mindful of that. Yeah. Like it's so hard. I, I also found that, um, I wouldn't say I snapped back. Oh, maybe I would. I don't know. The problem is other people told me that I did and other people said, Oh my God, you look amazing for only having had your baby X, Y, Z weeks ago. And also, yeah. and I'm like, oh, yeah. So I need to continue that. And then the problem is, is that if ever I was in a phase, admittedly, now I'm in a phase, in an ebb phase of mm. mentally. And when my mental health goes down, my relationship with food is the first thing to also yeah. just plummet. Um, yeah. And so at the moment, I'm going to say it. I wasn't going to say it because it's annoyingly not something you can say nowadays. <laughs> I'm scared to say it out loud, but I, I am <laughs> going to say it. Um, I'm going through what I call a fat phase. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I'm sorry if that offends anyone. I really am. Mm. Um, but I also feel like I'm not allowed to go through phases of feeling bad in my skin because by society standards, I'm accepted. My body is accepted. You know, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm slim. Um, yeah. I'm athletic somewhat. Mm. So surely, surely I can't have bad body days. I'm, I, sometimes it feels like I'm not allowed to say I feel shit in my skin. You know, people are yeah. like, I don't know, 100%. I'll say something. I'll say, I don't even know what I'll say, but I'll say something and someone will be like, oh, you're fine. Look at you. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I, do you know what? For anyone who knows me and has just heard you say that, like my mum would be like, she drives me absolutely mad when she's having those days. Andrew would be like, she drives me insane. And they say exactly that. My mum actually just rolls her eyes. She's like, shut up. I actually can't be bothered to listen to you. But actually, it's real. You're you're feeling like the mirror, like looking in the mirror as you walk past to the side. It's like, I do that. I'm like, oh, is is it? Yeah, your baby weight is still there. You've just had a child. Like, you're a, stop judging yourself. Mm. Like, and, you know, and I think that, Definitely with like women, I think I've noticed this is going slightly off, but it's a very judgy, I feel very judged as a mum, like in a lot of things, you know, and sometimes people aren't judging, they're offering advice, like fine, but it's, it's very hard to like take all the incoming traffic with all the different people and all the different opinions and you know and then to make it worse you're judging yourself on top of that so you know I think mums can be very sensitive at times I know that I was um, sensitive because every I felt very judged I feel very judged in the way that I look after me and I don't know what I'm doing to be honest I have no clue. Like, I never said I had any clue, but I do have an instinct and I'm going with that. And I will ask for advice when I feel that I need to. But the issue is I give myself a hard time on top on top of that. And the things that I should be enjoying. So like, for example, just to, to give you an example, so you know what I mean? Like Mila, she, she wasn't well for a li- little bit. So we just got to Malta. And when I say not well, like she'd had a problem with her stool so it just looked a bit weird there was something not right with it and I could just tell anyway it was horrible she was uncomfortable and um I then went into mum mode I was like okay you're you need to be sensible mum mode now like where's the doctor where's the pediatrician anyway done all of that 
found this amazing pediatrician who I'm just like, yes, you know, and you're like, I love you. He is amazing. Looked over her and basically she's got an intolerance to dairy and protein, which is quite normal for, for babies. And it can go, it doesn't mean that that's them forever. So I now have to change my diet. Mm. And also, because she's um, formula fed and breastfed. So then I've got had to change the milk as well. Anyway, and I was like, you have been worrying about what you look like in a bloody bikini. Yeah. And your child is, you know, you need to... I felt guilty. I felt like I'm worrying about picking the right thing at the breakfast buffet downstairs, which is actually a thing. And your child's not well. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry, universe. Like, I'm I'm so sorry. I have, haven't been, been, you know... I just felt really guilty, which is not, it's not my fault. I didn't no, know that, you no. know, it's not, and I know that, but. And also yeah, it doesn't, you know, you're still allowed to have your shit, your yeah. own personal shit, right? Because I think there's so much, oh, God, oh my God. And then imagine, you know, we start thinking about what's going on in Russia and in Ukraine yeah. and so on. Like I can't, <laughs> I can't have a bad day for myself because people are having worse days, right? So mm. no, I do really resonate with yeah. that as well because I'm similar. But yeah, it is hard when sometimes it's finding can... the balance of everything. It's yeah. finding the balance, and then you know, don't get me wrong. I felt bad. I had those bad days, and then before I knew about, <laughs> knew it, I was thinking about what I was going to eat. And no, that's not. <laughs> it's like oh, back here again. <laughs> I find myself literally sometimes I plan my breakfast around what I'm going to have for lunch and dinner. Like I need to know. I know it sounds so stupid. But sometimes I just, it's a control thing, right? We feel, yeah. I feel like I'm losing control and food, unfortunately, is something that we, I was going to say it's something that we can control, though sometimes I feel like I can't control myself. Yeah. But yeah. to a certain extent, it is something yeah. that you can control. And actually, I, I became a vegetarian because of my bad relationship with food because I felt like I just felt really overwhelmed that there was so much choice everywhere yeah all the time I did not grow up in a household where you know we had to ration yeah I was you know there was food yeah. every single yeah. item of food you can imagine was available to me and in my early to mid 20s I became a vegetarian because I was like I I feel like I need a little bit of control. I feel like I I can eat this, but I can't eat that. Yeah. Right. And yeah. people yeah. ask me often, oh, how can we be, you know, because nowadays veganism, it's popular, it's trendy, like, and yeah. lovely, you know, if you or anyone right. else is a vegan, whatever, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't affect me. Um, but they'll often ask me, oh, is it the animals? Is it the environment? And I literally, I'm mortified because I was like, no, just couldn't control myself. <laughs> No, it just took me too long to choose on a menu, which I can relate to that. <laughs> that's actually, do you know what? Not being able to eat dairy, because that's the diet I'm on at the moment because of Mila, it has actually really helped me. Yeah. I'm like, I just go to the people, you know, like when we go out to eat, obviously I'm living in a hotel. My kitchen is a steamer. I don't have facilities. We have to eat out often, which is, don't get me started on that minefield. That must be tough because you literally have no control over what's on your plate. A hundred, and then you try and you're like, right, I'm going to be good and get something healthy. But then you're like, that looks nice and that looks nice and that looks nice. Too much choice. Too much choice mm. is exactly it. And in but your head as well. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like mentally when we go out to a restaurant, it's a treat. A hundred percent. You can eat more. Oh, yeah. we need a starter. We're in a restaurant, you know, or <laughs> like, obviously. <laughs> Don't you get arrested for not getting a three-course meal yeah. in a restaurant? It's illegal, I'm sure. <laughs> 
<laughs> but that there's that but yeah like the dairy and also there's so dairy's in so many tasty things yeah so many tasty things like so many like I, it's actually you know it's done me it's done me a favor because it's good to see how my body reacts to not having no dairy because i've heard that a lot of people have said to me it's, it's good to have a break from dairy or whatever so anyway i'm just experiencing that at the moment and so far i can't eat chocolate i can't eat cake i can't eat fun things like <laughs> and the thing is is that although it's funny because I have been in that position before where I've had you know uh, gut issues bowel issues so I've tried and tested you know yeah. not eating certain things and people would always be like oh my gosh that must be so shit and I feel like that's that was gonna be my reaction to you oh fuck that's shit but having been on the other side I know that actually my reaction when I was told oh you can't have dairy and in my head I'm like oh my gosh like I have an actual reason to not binge on chocolate because I, yes. if, I, if I didn't have that I, I couldn't not <laughs> I couldn't not binge on chocolate Oh, it's the only thing that was ever going to stop. This is not a joke. Definitely being in the hotel at late at night, me and Andrew, you know, would be like, should we get some chocolate? And he'd go and get some chocolate. And now I'm like, I, I don't eat dairy. And he's like, <laughs> oh, fuck off, you anchor. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to eat that chocolate bar on your own because I don't eat dairy. It's, I'm really annoying him. Excuse me, do you have the menu without the dairy? Because I don't eat dairy. <laughs> I don't know why it's like this new version of myself I'm trying out at the moment and I'm actually quite enjoying it like because of what you said it limits your options and yeah. I'm so bad at making a food decision I, I go over it in my mind yeah, it stresses me out I don't you know it makes it hard work at times not all the time but Agreed. yeah so so at least now I'm like oh I can have three things on the menu that's just cut it down in half it's, yeah. you know it's great yeah and also that reason. the problem is <laughs> when you're in a happy relationship <laughs> You just oh, you lounge. It's the happiness. worst thing. <laughs> happiness is the worst thing to happen to me. <laughs> exactly. That is so true. The happy, the happy relationships. You're just like, let's eat cake. Yeah. <laughs> let's eat chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> like you know I totally can resonate with that definitely and I was I was very conscious of that to start with I was like because I've never actually really been in a having relationship <laughs> up until this point so I was like oh no that's really slim like sad person like it's gone and now I'm like oh this happy person who's wanting to try all these new foods and like you know excited about life at the same time I was lim- I was trying to be like don't get too happy be yeah. careful you know what happens to happy people <laughs> in a relationship <laughs> like, anyway. it's it's so true though it is yeah. so true and that's that's difficult especially when you know your partner I don't know about yours, George, he controls himself just fine. So we'll yeah, be watching yeah. a film or whatever, a series, and he'll bring out the chocolate. And I literally have to be like, D- do not show me. Do not show oh. me. <laughs> no. See, the thing is, right, I will say, I'm just pointing at Andrew like he's there. He's not. I in will say. He will, yeah, in the, that's actually my front room. <laughs> the kitchen's there. <laughs> um so anyway he he is actually equally as bad as me and actually it's funny he does this thing where he like eats whatever he wants he'll have a beer at work you know he loves a beer you know loves big rich meats loves chocolate loves everything and then he'll be like right I'm going on a diet I'm not eating till 4 p.m and then I'm gonna have an apple at 4 p.m I'm like what is this like regimented like can't we just be normal people like do we have to like who would literally go on this no food diet where he, and I'm like babe that's not hell i don't feel 
until that's sustainable, yeah. not eating throughout the day, and then becoming really grumpy because he's yeah. hungry. I'm like, too much. Just, uh, you know, just eat a normal, try and eat normal meals instead yeah. of nothing <laughs> <laughs> besides a piece of fruit. Like, uh. I can't. So anyway, George is the opposite. My partner, he's actually very balanced, fucking oh. annoyingly balanced. Yeah. <laughs> We're at a restaurant and they come over. Would you like to see the dessert menu? Is the Pope Catholic? <laughs> yeah. I would oh. like to see the dessert Even menu. if I don't want to, even if I don't want to <laughs> order anything, it's a good read. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the amount of times I've been like... Should we get something? And he's like, no. And in my head, and I hate that I think this. I can't. I, I can't get a dessert when he's not getting one. Are you joking me? 100%. I totally agree. You're like, we're sharing it, so it's not so bad. Like, yeah, exactly. He is one spoonful, and then blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Exactly that. My mum, right, she loves loves a dessert so much, right? It's her favourite thing. If you say if you say, Mum, do you fancy going to get cake? She's like, Kate. Yeah, Kate, she loves it. She loves it. And she pushes, she really pushes her cake on me. It really stresses me out. It's like, we're going, no, come on, let's go and get some cake. Let's get cake. Come on, cake. I'm like, please. It's the other day she ordered an eleven AM apple pie to the room. That is not a lie. I was like, sorry, what? <laughs> are you okay it's breakfast time that's so funny but the thing is do you find ever that sometimes you're in a situation you go out with a friend I mean I can only assume that with your mum you probably feel comfortable being like no mum it's yeah, 11 yeah, o'clock I'm gonna down. pass on the pie <laughs> <laughs> I did I did manage to pass on that specific pie and watch her the thing is it sounds so stupid but you feel so proud when that happens yeah a hundred percent. That doesn't happen often. I'm not going to lie. I'll at least try it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you've got to try it. It's there. Oh my gosh. Um, but I find sometimes I feel bad. I'm out with friends and, you know, I do try and find a balance. I, I don't, again, the general consensus is that I don't really restrict myself. I will have, you know, yeah. something whenever I want it. But then other times, you know, I'll be a bit more mindful. Oh, I had, you know, a pizza and a cheesecake the night before. Maybe today. Yeah, I'll just, yeah. you know, I'll have something a bit healthy. Oh, I also hate yeah. labeling food. But anyway, but then for whatever reason, you have, you know, a date with a friend and they're like, oh, should we go for coffee? Yeah, let's go for coffee. And they're like, oh, go on. Should we get a slice of cake? And yeah. I feel bad saying no. I feel like I'm putting a dampener on the fun. <laughs> I totally get what you mean. But I'm really bad for, like, not acknowledging certain things. Like, I'm like, oh, but I'm out with friends. So that, so that's different. They yeah. don't actually, they haven't actually made it on the real what I've eaten that day list, <laughs> I suppose, because it's sort of like... It's like when you go on a holiday. Yeah, yeah. You're like, this doesn't count because... And it's just all a load of rubbish, really. But it's like giving yourself reasons in yeah. which why you should or shouldn't do certain things. Like anyway, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's an absolute minefield, well, you know. Minefield. And that- I'm I'm trying, really trying to because obviously, so my little one, you know, she's not talking. But mm. hopefully, I think I think by her age, they somewhat start to understand what I'm saying. I, what we're saying, I don't really know if I'm honest. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. I'm talking to her like she understands <laughs> what I'm saying. <laughs> anyway, um, and I really try and not say, you know, things like, "Oh, here's a treat." If I give her. I don't know, a biscuit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or even, for example, I was recommended by a dietitian, and this is beyond me, but mm. if I give her her plate of food, put the dessert with everything else. Because then you Amazing. start to... Because you start to associate otherwise... 
I must finish this, which is one, you know, forcing yourself to eat something, even though you're not yeah. hungry, so that I can get my treat. And then this item of food, whether it's a yogurt, which is something sweet, or a cookie, brownie, whatever it may be, it, yeah. it puts it like on a pedestal. A hundred percent, yeah. Um, it's like, but ah, oh, the dessert. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've reached it. Every time I open my fridge. <laughs> But I was so scared that she wouldn't eat anything but the sweet treat that I had never thought of doing mm. that. And actually, I have found, admittedly, sometimes yeah. I'm trying. It's it's so hard to not put your own fears and your own, like, you know, bad yeah. relationship with food onto them. It's so hard because it's just, it feels so unnatural. But I'm trying to put, like, you know, the fruit, the brownie with the, with the fish and the rice and stuff. And actually, unbelievably, yeah, she eats everything. Oh, that's amazing. I mean, that's... don't get me wrong. Not all the time. Not all the no, time. Of course. Well, because of she's course. human. <laughs> yeah, of course. That's like an aeroplane tray, you know, like that you get the whole thing and depending on what mood you're in, you'll yeah. leave whatever, you know, like that. I love that. Yeah. And so, I, and so actually you're happy with the way that that is working for both of you. Um, well, yes, for her. It is really difficult because in my head, my brain is still telling me, no, she's only going to eat the dessert, you know, and yeah. then she's not going to eat anything else. And then all she's going to want is sweet stuff, especially when you start weaning. You know, the advice mm. is to start with vegetables, not start with fruit because fruit is sweet and then they're going to get a sweet tooth, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But firstly, I'm really trying to be lenient. Let's face it, all they eat is bread, pasta, chocolate. Yeah, to be fair, that's all I've ever really seen kids eat, yeah. like pizza or like... Yeah, exactly. Um, I just, I, I'm so desperate for her to not have the relationship with food that I had, you know, for her yeah. to just feel comfortable and not put it on a pedestal and therefore think... I must like aim for it. Yeah, yeah, but hundred percent. Do you know what? This is so. This I've got this whole new phase to go into, and it's just like being a mum is like the. Don't get me wrong; it is the biggest purpose I've ever had, and I will say that like it is the most amazing you know thing I've ever done. And she is amazing, very very exhausting at times, and not easy, and has taken me a while to get to this point. Mm -hmm. You know, and some days I feel like I'm on this. I know what I'm doing. And the next day I'm like, you have no clue. Go and hide in your room so no one can see you trying to be Because <laughs> you are embarrassing yourself right now. You know, like, get in the room, get in the room. Don't let anyone see you <laughs> and hide. But this is like a whole, it's just overwhelming, isn't it? And it's like trying to get them to be, have healthy relationships, for example, with food, but then equally not trying to get them to be the person you want to be then because then you're doing this wrong. And it's just like... Yeah, I'm finding this... that since becoming a mum, I'm having to do so much more work on myself. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. questioning my beliefs, you know, the important things, just literally questioning my existence. <laughs> yeah, I know. And all trying to do this on no sleep with way less hours in the day. So it's like, like I, so I actually just on, because obviously one other thing I'll quickly say is what you, with me personally, if I'm tired, I'll eat more. I've oh. always been like that. Yeah. If I've had a bad night's sleep, I'll eat more. If I was out too late, I'll eat more the next day. When I was hungover, I'd eat loads of food when I was, you know. Oh my so God. That. There is, n the there is nothing like a hangover to literally make you feel like you could eat the entire planet. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'd wake up and be like, right, it's 10 a.m. I need a roast dinner. Yeah. <laughs> Followed chips, by a pizza. Chips, chips. Yeah. <laughs> Can we get a curry? Is, it, is the curry house open? <laughs> no, it's not. It's 9 a.m. <laughs> okay, I'll get an apple pie. <laughs> <laughs> Let's call one of those. Uh, anyway, so like, so then obviously you're tired, right? So before having a, before having Mila, I would, I prided myself on my morning routine. I'd wake up, I would, you know, meditate in, like for 10 minutes in the front room and then I would like journal and then I would have a lovely exercise and I'd come back and I'd get like, have a bath, get ready for work. And I loved it. I had loads of time. I'd walk in leisurely, get a coffee, you know, like, mm-hmm. and my morning wasn't the same, you know, I couldn't possibly have a good day if I didn't have my amazing morning yeah. routine that started at like 5 a.m. Now <laughs> I'm laughing now, I know. <laughs> now I'm just like lucky if I like wake up like once or twice a night and like shit and and you know I opened my journal because I tried to write in it and then I just couldn't be bothered. I was like, what am I gonna say? And I looked and the last thing I'd wrote on an empty page was I'm hungry since no since she was born which was the 12th of the 12th was the 26th of Feb so that's with an empty page and I was like that sums it up really that's where I'm at with the morning routine so Um, anyway no but I agree and it's so hard because when you have a little one your morning routine there's nothing like a a good morning routine to set you up for the day yeah um for example if I don't have my morning poo I am not happy (laughs) And you try to go to the gym without having it. You're in (laughs) worlds of problems. (laughs) Um, But it's really difficult when you don't have that morning routine to set you up for the day. You know, mentally, physically, same. I like to get on my Mm. mat, do a bit of yoga. Even just we've got a dog, go out, you know, for a walk with the dog, things Mm. like that. And then when you have a little one, you can't do that. And it's so hard to find, you know, the willpower and the motivation to have a mentally and physically healthy day when the first thing you're met with is like yeah 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 yeah, 100% and you're tired yeah yeah and you're telling me I need to bite into a lettuce fuck off (laughs) yeah that's gonna fuel my day 100% what I need right now no like I I totally agree I get to the point where my body like I've I've got in a good place now she sleeps like we you know I've got into a good place but every now and again I sort of shut down my body shuts down and I literally she'll start crying in the middle of the night if it's been a bad like few days or whatever and I will just I'll tap out it's quite and I've done it quite a few I've done it like you know once every two three weeks I'll tap out and I'll just go back to sleep give and Andrew's just like you literally hand me Mila and you're just like there you go and you just go back to sleep and he's like and he and don't get me wrong he's amazing he's like no she's earned this she's tapped out I get it my job like anyway oh it's yeah it's a tough old ride isn't it It, yeah it, it really is it is nothing nothing I I obviously and everyone says this to me said this to me nothing will prepare you so what I done was I tried to not be prepared and then I realized I was even more unprepared because I thought well I'm not going to be prepared so I'm just going to see what happens and I was so naive I was like yeah I'll go for a walk in my nice little pram (laughs) get my latte and then you know when she naps I'll do a bit of yoga (laughs) 
I'll be like, yeah, I'm just going to be this cool hip mum walking around chatting to people. No, number one, the coffee, which I done this because the first thing I done was get the coffee cup attached to my new buggy, oh, yeah. put it in and then continuously just get splashed with coffee while I'm like stressing out and she's screaming. I'm like, no, sorry, this isn't, this isn't going as planned. But anyway, yeah, we yeah. could literally talk about this all day. So um, yeah, so could I. Um, oh, thank you so much, Sophie. It has been so so lovely. <laughs> it's been a whirlwind. Yeah. <laughs> I I know it's been it's been amazing. Thank you so so much for having me. Oh, um, you are very welcome, guys. Thank you for listening. What have you got planned with your mum while she's here? So I'm going to do a lot of things like washing. <laughs> washing uh you know venturing further than just downstairs you know so maybe eating as well so you know all of the fun stuff oh well i hope you have a good time um i'm sending you you lots of love and thanks so much for coming on thank you thank you bye bye guys